Welcome back to Chelsea and Bloom, y'all. I am so super excited. This is episode number one, and this is going to be how do I how did I get here? Like my journey as a self-published author. I really was trying to go in different directions on to like where I wanted to start the podcast, like if I was gonna start with just like my pre-thoughts on my current release. And literally because I pray about everything, um, and God was like, no, I need you to start from the beginning. Like, who are you? How did you get here? So, yes, Chelsea and Bloom. Y'all, it took me 32 years to start blooming in the fullness of the woman that God created me to be. Like, I'm literally living, I'm loving, I'm evolving, but y'all, I am blossoming. I am blooming. My journey as an author and discovery of self and who I am as a woman it has been a beautiful experience to behold like in these last three months. My life has literally changed in three months. What has changed? My location. I grew up and raised in South Florida. I am a Florida girl, heart and heart, through and through. Like I'm in Texas, but I guess I represent my gator shirt all day, every day. If As soon as the winter comes, I'm pulling out my gator sweatshirt. So Texans, be ready. <laughs> but no, um... And I will get more into that in a different episode, but for the last few months, I have been living and evolving and blossoming in Houston, Texas, and it has been a journey. When I when God is ready for me to share that testimony, it is going to blow your mind as it blows my mind each and every day that I am literally here living out my dreams. But first and foremost, I started this one with, how did I get started? Like, who am I? So I'm still learning what that means because... I ain't gonna, I'm going to be serious with y'all. Like when people used to say like, well, who are you? I used to get so afraid in like answering that question because I'm like, I don't know who I am. Like I'm still trying to learn that. Even at 32, I am bold when I say, I don't know. Like I'm, I know who I am as a creator. And if you want to say that, like to me, I guess I always think like I have to have like this, this Oscar winning performance answer. Like, oh, she is a woman of this and this and that. And it's like, I am a creator. Um, I am beauty and brains all in one. Um, I am a powerhouse woman of God. Like there is so many different layers to me to where it's like, okay, when you ask me who I am, which version? <laughs> like, seriously, like, which version do you want me to tell you? Like, do you want me to tell you who I am as an author? Do you want me to tell you who I am as just Chelsea? Like, who I am as a sister? So I'm still trying to figure that part out. I have not really figured it out yet. God is literally, as I said, like, he's evolving me to figuring out who I am as a woman. So hopefully as the episodes continue to go on, we will figure that out as well. But yes, I am... In this space of who I am right now, I am an author. I am a woman that has been blessed with a stellar amount of creativity. Like my brain, my mind is like my greatest blessing ever that God has ever given me. The things that I write, the things that I think, the things that I create, it has been a blessing to my life since I was a little girl. Like I used to always just say like, I'm just so imagined, like my imagination is just crazy. You know, I had the um, the invisible friends and stuff like that, but I will, I'm a deep thinker. Like, I'm a super deep thinker, and God has literally given me the, the gift of foresight in my creativity as far as being a thinker, so that's part of who I am as a woman. 
I am a woman of God, there is nothing that I do that does not involve God. Like I start my day out, like I seek ye first the kingdom of God, because listen, I cannot live life without God in my life. Like I'm, that's just what it is. Am I going to get preachy on this podcast? Yes, I am. Sometimes I will, because guess what? That's part of my journey. I'm not a preacher. God has given me, I would say my altar is, or not even my altar, but like my pulpit is my writing. I literally share my testimony. I share God's fullness and his love and grace and mercy through my writing. That's how I reach the people that are connected to me. Because listen, we were all created for a purpose. And my purpose is, is, um, good Lord, I'm having a brain fart. I'm not editing this out. This is just real and authentic. But my purpose is, literally sharing the gospel and sharing my testimony in the form of a love story. And that love story is what I write whenever I release a book. My books range from being urban to contemporary to um, woman's fiction. Those are around like the three tiers that I write under. Definitely African-American romance is the end game above all games. I write for black love and that's just that. Um, And outside of that, I am trying to start different different avenues but a we got the podcast started and that's all that matters but anyway so how did I get started in writing so as a little girl I I always journaled I was always you know writing on something like it didn't matter what it was I wrote I love writing I am a pencil and pen type of girl even when I do my outlines I'm writing on pen and paper that's just what it is. Like I have an iPad and an eye pencil and I rarely use my iPad and my eye pencil except to play bingo. Hey, there we go. But <laughs> I like the feel of paper and pen. Like I'm that traditional in a sense. So anyway, jump back to, I want to say when I was 22 years old, I was officially like dropped out of college. Like I had dropped out of college I, my friendships were all literally like crashing down. I was living in Gainesville, Florida at the time. Yes, home of the Gators. Um, and I, whew, I was on a destructive path. Like, let me just be honest. I was really on a destructive path because my need to seek validation through people and the people bondage, y'all, it was so high and so disgusting. Like when I think about it now, it's like, God, thank you for literally snatching me out the bunkers of my sins and changing my path because I don't even want to think about that woman I would have been 10 years ago. Like literally that was 10 years ago when I was last living in Gainesville. I left in August. Yeah, I left in August um, of 10 years ago. What is that? 2011? Yeah, because I was like, we are in 2021? Yeah. So I dropped out of college. I was in the midst of all my friendships were literally like crashing and burning. <laughs> like I couldn't have a good friendship to save my life. And then the, the situationship, I wouldn't even call it a relationship, but the situationship I was in, it was emotionally like draining. I'll get more into that as the episodes goes on. But yeah, so I ended up going back home to South Florida living with my mom and that time that I lived with my mom for the last uh, 10 years, we'll say nine because it hasn't been 10 years, but we're going to say 10 years. Okay, we're going to say 10 years. But during that time, I was, I didn't realize how broken I was as far as like mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Like my mom played a big part in that and I don't think she'll ever know. 
but she literally like had to rebuild me up. Like God literally had to take me back home, you know, like my mother's cocoon and have her wrap me up in her love, my family and literally give birth to me all over again. Like that's how I didn't realize it until like years later. Cause I'm like, I was, I just, I needed to go home like point blank period. I had to go home. Um, God was literally doing a work in me and I had to, we had to start from the beginning. I ain't gonna tell you how many times I had to start over, but hey, I started over and I never, I never gave up. Um, so I dropped out of college, I'm back home. I'm trying to find my purpose. But anyway, okay, so let me jump back to when I was in college. So when I left high school, I was like, okay, I wanted to be a nurse. Wanted to be a nurse. And I remember the first time I'm, I was on the elevator, I was doing, it was my freshman year and I was doing like my pre-wreck, pre can't even talk straight. But I was doing all of my um, my prerequisite classes. There we go. And um, I was in the elevator, leaving the library. And I remember this girl, she was a nursing student. And I looked over and I saw her books. And I was like, are those your nursing books? She was like, girl, this is just one class. And I was like, good Lord, it looks like the Bible times 10. And I was like, I can't do that. So then all of a sudden, I became squimish with blood. Now, I watch all these medical shows. I am literally, you know, the ER shows at that time, that was my thing. Like, I love blood. I love the gore. And all of a sudden, that day happened, and I did not want to be a nursing major anymore. So the next day, I literally went and changed my major. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a teacher. Bam, went to teaching. Now, throughout this time, I'm literally, I have a love for writing. I'm writing like in my journals, I'm writing little stories and all this other kind of stuff, but it never clicked. So I changed my major from being a teacher to being an English English major because again, all of a sudden this love of writing was like sprouted and I'm like, ooh, I want to write. I just want to write, write, write. Like I want to be a journalist. I want to travel the world. I want to do this. I want to do that. And fast forward to like four about four, was about four, three, three oh yeah, because I was 22, so 19, 21, 22, yeah, about four years later, I dropped out of college. I was not done um, at all because, hey, I was partying literally Monday through Friday, well, actually, no, from Saturday to Sunday, no, Monday through Sunday, there we go, when the week, from the week start, from the weekend, I may got it wrong, but y'all don't fault it to my heart, I am kind of nervous right now. But anyway, um, I was partying hard. I made the dean's list somehow, but your girl was still partying. And yeah, so I was partying. Oh, no, I had dropped out before then. I take that back. I left to go home and I was 22. I dropped out of college and I was like 20 because I remember I had like a, a year left. Yeah, I had a year left for me to graduate and I didn't because um, I dropped out of school. But I officially left Gainesville at that time because again my personal life was going to forgive my forgive my language but it was going to shits it was it was a bunch of shits and giggles because i was literally going down a dark path but anyway um so i'm home now i'm 22 i'm trying to find my purpose going from different jobs you know um i thank god like literally i held positions and jobs that required a degree like literally required a degree, but because I had the experience in college, I worked at a title searching company that literally set the tone for every job I had after that. Because um, my job at my bit, my job that I had in Gainesville, I moved up quickly. I had a lot of good recommendations. So 
I had a good resume and that spoke that spoke volumes compared to those that had degrees because I had the experience. So thank God that I literally, I didn't need a degree for any of the jobs that I had. And I had some good paying jobs, like literally good paying jobs for somebody that did not have a college degree. Um, so I'm living at home with my mom and I'm like, yo, like something got to shake. Like what's my purpose in life? Like I just felt like I didn't have no purpose. I was going through a deep depression like, when I tell y'all a deep depression, a deep depression, like, I'm over here thinking about suicide. I'm thinking about, like, just, like, I'm angry with God because I'm like, you know, you're supposed to be mighty. You're supposed to do this. But why does my life feel like you created me, you know, just for your pleasure of comical laughter? Like, my my pain was your laughter. Like, that's literally how I thought. And um, so I don't remember the turning point exactly. But all of a sudden, like, I started um, following, I think it was Heather Lindsay. Um, She's phenomenal. I went to her um, Pinky Promise conference about two, three years ago. Yeah, two, two, three years ago when she had Sarah Jake Roberts. And it was, like, one of the best experiences of my life. But anyway, so I started following her on social media, watching her sermons, started following Priscilla Shire. Oh, my gosh. Um then started following Sarah Jake Roberts. And now I was like, okay, I was born for a purpose. Now what is my purpose? So in about, I want to say about uh, 2015, 16, about 2015, 16, I literally like gave my life to Christ. Like that was at that turning point. I was like, okay, God is literally me and you. And I wanted a deeper relationship with God. And I was like, okay, I'm going to find my purpose. Like, you're going to help me get it. And at that point, you know, I had so many situationships. Like, I've never been in love. I write about romance, but y'all guess what? I've never been in love. Never been in love. But I have been in lust. I have been in infatuation. I've been in all these different things, but I've never been in love. Because when now, as an adult, when I think about love and when I think about the definition of it, which I still feel like it differs per person and the only love that I can uh, compare it to, which is even not even for me to compare it to that is God's love. Um, and none of the relationships that I had with any of the men in my life have compared to any of that. So I know it was not love. It was straight infatuation. It was lust, kind of a little bit of obsession. You know, we got... I won't say we all do now, but I think in the past, we all have had some type of toxic, toxicness in us. Um, So, yeah. So, I'm like, okay, you know what? What's my purpose? I don't gave my life to Christ. I don't took up this vow of celibacy. I had the ring. I had it all. I, I had, like, my day. Like, it was a whole experience. Like, it was a whole movement for me. Like, when I said I was going to be celibate because at that time... And prior to, I was seeking validation in men. I was seeking validation through women, you know, through my friendships, you know, through the women in my life. I was seeking validation through people instead of God. So now I've had this whole change of experience, life experience for me. So now I'm like, I don't even need y'all. Like, y'all were not good for me. Um, so I took with this vile celibacy. I'm trying to find myself. And... I mean, like I said, I've been writing since I was a young child. I remember when I was in high school, I wrote my first story, and it was about this girl falling in love with her teacher. 
no, they were not like together while they were in high school. Like they kind of waited till like she graduated or whatever. I have never had any relations with any of my teachers. Let me put that out there. But um, that was like my first one. And I remember I wrote it in the summer. I think I was like either a sophomore or a freshman. But I was I got sent out to my uncle and aunt's house for punishment. Right. I forgot what I did. And I had to iron their clothes like the whole summer. And let me tell y'all, my aunt, my godmother, she has clothes galore. Like she has a big house and almost in every closet there is clothes. And I mean clothes in bags and she needed it ironed. So I literally spent the whole whole summer ironing her clothes and writing. And that became where my dislike of ironing came from. I, I it's not until recently where I was like, okay, let me iron something. Before, I'd be like, I don't want to touch iron. I don't even want to look at an iron. But anyway, yeah. So, I spent the whole entire summer writing. And that was, like, literally, like, the first story I ever wrote, like, fully. Then, we're jumping to now, again, back in 2015, 16, 17, that whole year. And, you know, I started, and that's when I gave my life to God. I took a vow of celibacy. And... You know, taking about celibacy, like if anybody has ever done it, you need to put your mind on something else. So at this particular time, I was not writing like that. It was just like I was journaling my thoughts. Like I was heavy journaling my thoughts. And um, so I guess you can kind of say it was like my own little blog that I had in my, my notebooks. But anyway, so... I got a nook because I wanted to read and I love to read because I remember in middle school or elementary school, the first book that I ever read outside of anything like for academic purposes was The Coldest Winter Ever. Yes. My cousin let me read The Coldest Winter Ever. And then after that, I remember she gave me Addicted. And y'all, at that young of age, my mind should not have been reading those books, but it did. It opened up my eyes to like literally a world of different things like that whole sexual ex um how do I want to say like exploring phase or that spirit whatever it jumped on me through that book I I promise you because now my curious my I became curious about the things I read in my books again another episode for another day but anyway so I have my nook and I'm I can barely find like any African-American books in the nook in Barnes and Nobles um, and then I was trying to find Christian romance stories, and a lot of it was PWIs. If you want to know what that means, that's predominantly white. Um, and then the Christian romance stories that I did find, they were so unrelatable. Like, they were good stories, but to what I had going on and what I wanted to read, it did not, like, mesh with what I had going on. Like, I wanted to read something relatable. These stories were not relatable. They were literally, like set into like 1945 on a farm baby i have not lived on a farm i have been to my uncle's and aunt's ranch in i think in dublin georgia out there in the freaking boonies but yes that's about as close to a farm or a ranch that i'm going to get so nothing about that was you know um relatable to me and then somehow i discovered amazon kindle and baby let me tell you my world became enlightened y'all like up until that point, the only African-American books that I had read were those that I had bought from Walmart. Because I remember, like, as a child in middle school and high school, again, because, like I said, the, the first book I ever read was um, The Coldest Winter Ever and then Addicted. Now I want to read, like, 
and I go to Walmart, I'm spending my allowance as a child buying these books that my mama never questioned it, you know? Because to her, it's like, oh, okay, she reading. Baby, you should read what I'm reading. Like, I'm reading Eric Jerome Dickey. I'm reading Carl Weber. I'm reading um, uh, Nor. Oh, my gosh. So many of them. Um, Nikki Turner. Uh, what's the one? Um, just so many of them. And I go into Walmart and I see, again, this world. But now I'm as an adult. I'm like, okay, it has to be something else bigger than this. And I found... Kindle Unlimited, Amazon Kindle, and literally my eyes became open, and it's like my world blew up. <laughs> I found Jacinta Howard, Beloved, Nako, Love Belvin, um, Chanel Parker, Jay Peach, uh, my own Florida native, my own fellow Florida native, uh, native, native. Diamond Johnson, um, Natavia, Mercy, Blue Sapphire, even though she writes interracial romance, I love her stories. Uh, Miss Janesque, like Casey Mills, Siobhan Latrice, Tice. There are so many that I was like, oh my God, like who are these people? Like, oh my goodness. Like it became a whole world for me. So I'm introduced to this world of black romance now, right? And as much as I loved reading the the romance and the love, I mean, I became introduced to the world called book bays. Like, y'all, these book bays were unlike any other. Like, I'm over here like, oh, Lord, my prayers for the man I want in my life is literally based off a of book bay. And that is sad to say, but it is what it is. Um, So as much as I loved reading it, reading these books, because a lot of them, they did have a lot of heavy sex in them, depending on what they wrote. These urges that I was not supposed to have in my life of celibacy came back. And I'm like, okay, God, we got to, well, I didn't say that. I didn't say God, but I was like, okay, girl, we got to, we got to find a different avenue. You know, we can still read, but we need a ballot. So again, I tried to find Christian romance, same African-American. And this is before I found Denora Boom or LaShonda Bowman. This was, again, so I went to Christian romance. And if you pull it up on Amazon, you're going to find a lot of the PWs and, I'm like, okay, this is so not relatable. Like, I need relatable stories. Like, this does not look like me. This is not, like, about my life. Like, who lives like this? I mean, it has to be because it came in their imagination. But for me at that time, it was not relatable. Then here comes Denora Boom. Here comes LaShonda Bowman. And I'm like, okay, like, okay, God, there are people who write like this. But, okay, so let me jump back. I'm jumping around a lot, y'all. Please don't be confused. But, um, so before I found Denora Boom and LaShonda Bowman, again, I did not find any any authors at that time that were relatable to what I was, that I needed to read at that moment, that was going to help me in this season, in that moment. Because, yes, the sex was, the sex scenes were literally, like, bravo. Like, hello, I thought I was reading porn sometimes. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. I love them. And but at that season of my life, when I'm trying to transition, it was not helping me at all. So I was like, okay. And then it was like in that moment, God told me what my purpose was. And that was to create and write love stories in the form of my testimony, like literally to transform my testimony in the form of a love story. And I'm like, but God, I have never, ever been in love. I have been in infatuation. I have been in lust. Like you, you know what my rap sheet is. But, you know, how can I write about love if it's not anything that I've experienced? And literally, God was like, but you have experienced my love. And I was like, ooh, you right. 
So, yeah, because it still didn't make sense to me, but I was like, okay. Then that's when I found Denora Boone and LaShonda Bowman, and I was like, okay, if they can write it like this, I can write it how God wants me to. So I started writing this story, and um, uh, what was it? It was He Saved Me, I think it was, or He Sold Me Back Together Again. One of those. And I'm like, okay, I can do this. I had a plan. I don't know how I was going to get these books published or anything, but I just knew I was going to write this. But literally, God had a whole plan. He just needed me to say yes. I said my yes. I started just writing. And then one day, I saw V-Love post that she was accepting submissions to her publication company. And y'all, I damn near hit the roof. Because at the time... Um, there weren't many publication companies that were doing the same thing she was doing at the time. You know, you can, everything was like kind of like urban. You had to write this, you had to write that. And I was like, no, I don't want to be kind of boxed in. Like I knew I was going to write different. I, I knew that at the gate, my writing was going to be different. And already, you know, she had that arsenal where she gave you love. She gave you self love, but she gave you God in it too. So I was like, that's like perfect. So, I said a prayer, I submitted, and yes, y'all, the rest is history. Now we are three years in the game. We are a year self-published this year. Last year, May, I became self-published, and this year, made a year. So, ooh, that was a lot to unpack, but <laughs> here we are. Yes, that's the intro of how I got started writing. Point blank period, like, that's literally how I got started to become the author who I am and those who know me as Chelsea Maria. I really wanted like a different name, but I couldn't find one like that kind of fit me. And I guess it wasn't meant for me to do that because I love my name now. Like Chelsea Maria, that is my first and my middle name. Um, but yeah, like that's how I got started in writing. That's how I literally became who I am now. And yeah, like, yeah. Ooh, that was a lot to unpack. <laughs> but let me tell you about this story, right? So it's like 2017. Um, was it 17? No, 2016. I think it was 16. Either 2016 or 17. It was during hurricane season, y'all, in Florida. Now, hurricane season in Florida... <laughs> it's crazy. Let me just say that. So I remember we, we were supposed to get this big storm. And I had finished the book and it was, what's it called? It was called He Sold Me Back Together Again, right? And I finished the book. I, I finished it. And all of a sudden, like I said, like we were supposed to get this big old hurricane. And... <laughs> oh... All of a sudden, I had this fear out of nowhere. And it was like, if I didn't publish that book, God was going to send that hurricane to us. And it was up to me to save Florida if I did not submit that book. So, I don't know, crazy. Again, that's my imagination. That's my mind. So, I literally went on to Amazon, created an Amazon account, like the Author Central account. And without having that book edited or anything, I chose this little ugly cover from Amazon. Um, 
And I used that and I uploaded that book because I was scared that God was going to send a hurricane and wipe us out if I did not upload that book. Like, literally. So I'm like, good Lord, Chelsea girl. But that's, yeah. Yeah, like, I really thought God was going to destroy us all because I was like, girl, you're not being obedient. You got to upload this book. Again, I didn't have no following base. I didn't have anything. I took a picture of it. Um, I think I shared the link. And I was like, I wrote a book. Here y'all go. Bam, that was it. Then I ordered copies off of it. And I remember they came, yeah, because they came when I had came. Oh, goodness. I'm getting tongue-tied. But um, I remember I came home from a UM game, and I remember I had on my UM shirt because it's in the picture. Every once in a while, it'll come up in my memories. And that's how I had posted about the book. I was like, I wrote a book. Here y'all go. Bam. Right? Yeah. So that's like a crazy story, but... <laughs> So that was like the first time I ever like published a book because I was so scared. But I took it down. Um, I took it down like right before I got signed. Um, and I have, y'all, so many books in my arsenal, like in my little vault that I have, again, all those stories that I used to write over the years. And I'm, I'm not sitting on them no more. I'm kind of praying over them and trying to see like who... Um, see not who, but see how God wants me to bring it back because I know there is one story in particular that he literally had me reread uh, re and um, take notes about because that one's coming back to life. So I'm happy about that. So yeah, yeah, that's my introduction, how I got started to become an author. <laughs> you probably like, girl, that is a journey. It is a journey. But it has been a journey that I am enjoying immensely. Like, I'm literally in Houston, Texas, doing what I love. And that is, I'm a full-time author. Did I ever think I'll become a full-time author? No. Like, I dreamed it. I wished upon a star. I honestly just didn't think it would ever happen. Because back home in Florida, like, I was, I had settled into a life of complacency. complacency and I was complacent where I was. Like, I was, I was a dreamer. You know how you just dream but you're nothing but a dreamer. That's literally what it was. And that's how I was. So when it was time for me to put the action behind the plan, yeah, I could write, you know, I, I was a writer, but God has stretched me so far and where he has taken me from being in Florida to here. And I'll share that journey more as God wants me to, because I don't feel like he wants me to do it just yet. Because every time I talk about it, it's like, I get like this pause and like my spirit, like, oh, wait a minute, we're not done yet. So I'm like, okay. But yes, I am in Houston, Texas now, um, and I am thriving. I'm living my best life, and I'm loving it. Um, but yeah, so <sighs> Chelsea Maria as an author, I, as I always tell people like, when they read my work, expect the unexpected. I'm going to give you those elements of God heavy because it's like that in my life. Um, do I get preachy sometimes in my, in my books? Absolutely. Because I don't go based off of my emotions alone. I go based off what God has literally told me. Um, and I share that in how he wants me to share it. We all have a journey. We all have, we're all on a walk of life. And if I can help somebody, however it may be, like 
even if you're reading a story, you be like, dang, that character, they got through it. And I show you how they got through it. And that helps you. I did my job. And then also, I pour a lot of myself in these characters. Like my recent release, Burn Me Slow, my goodness, the therapy, the conviction. I have a <laughs> I have an angel in my life right now. She's like a mentor, a third a, a mentor, mentor, a therapist, and um a writing coach, my creative writing coach all in one. Like literally God sent her to me. And we have these talks weekly, sometimes multiple times during the week. We text all the time. But she had to break things down for me in this new season of my life because I I found myself going back to that anger place where I felt years ago with God. Like I was struggling, like trying to understand why he brought me so far from home, why he brought me to Houston, Texas, why he literally put me here by myself. And I'm in this world unknown. Every day is a, a sense of overwhelmingness. I'm in uncharted territories. You know, I'm trying to understand so much. And everything that I went through, everything that I'm going through, the the scriptures, the understanding, like how am I trying to imp- implement that into my everyday life? I took that. God literally had me to go through that so I can put it into my characters. They are realistic. Their circumstances may not be realistic because, no, I'm not a drug dealer. I don't know nobody that, that has been, um, you know, uh, drug trafficking or anything like that. But, you know, as far as like the... the how can I say for the entertainment purposes it's there but as far as like what the characters go through in real life their relationships their their relationships with you know family friends lovers at work wherever the case may be those are relatable circumstances so if we can enjoy power and all of its urbanness we can enjoy a book that's urban but also convince you at the same time so yeah Bam, there we go. We're already at 34 minutes, and I'm not going to hold y'all any longer. But thank y'all for listening to this first episode. I know you're probably like, okay, I need you to get together by episode number two. But guess what? I'm human. I am flawed, and I'm not editing this out because this is real. This is authentic. This is me sharing my journey. Many have asked, how did I get started? And I literally tell them the same thing. God literally had a vision for my life because I thought I was going to be a nurse until I saw that book that day. <laughs> All of a sudden now, I'm queasy when it comes to blood. Never happened. Um, so, again, if you are on a journey trying to find yourself, trying to find your purpose, or if you feel like you have no purpose, I'm here to tell you, you do have purpose. We were all created on this earth for a purpose. And the source to finding out your purpose is God. You just got to pray. How I'm talking to y'all, talk to God. Like I tell everybody who asks me about prayer, because I pray about everything. Just talk to God like this. Me and God have conversations like this. Sometimes I yell. Sometimes I scream. Sometimes I cry. I don't cuss him out, though, because I'm not about that life. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I have an authentic, genuine relationship with him. Because in my mind, it's like, if I can't be real with God, how can I be real in my other friendships? So, bam, there you have it. So, y'all, thank you for tuning in. To episode one in Chelsea and Bloom on how I got started to becoming now a self-published author. Yes. So, oh, I didn't really do go into much detail how I became self-published. So we'll make that episode two. But yes, thank y'all. 
And if you have any comments or anything, reach out to me and see you next episode.